All right, everybody. It's the Ad 84 show live here from our 19th month of quarantine and our isolated locations across the North Shore of Boston. As always, to the left of me is Adam DeMallet. Hello, hello. Call him DeMallet. Uh, if you are watching on Facebook Live right now, hello and thank you. And if you are watching on Instagram Live, you are just getting the ID84 cam. So I suggest you go and uh, go to the Packy or ID84 on Facebook and you can watch the entire show. Otherwise, you're going to hear a lot of silence and it's going to sound like I'm talking to myself, which is not the case. So do that. Have fun. Bring the kids, I guess you could say. Um, it's been a week. We, we were last week. Yeah, we were here last week. And uh, the temperature has changed dramatically between uh, last Wednesday, which I think was around the 60s, and yeah. today, which is a nice brisk 20, or six, yes. 26 degrees right now. So To start the day, yeah. To start the day was great. I got to sit in traffic for two hours on the Tobin Bridge because of a jackknife tracker trailer that happened literally 10 minutes before I got into that area, which is always a good thing. Yeah. That's always fun. At least you were warm, though. And like you said, at least you had, a full, you had, you had gas before. You know, mm. to sit there, so. I almost did not get gas. I, was, I had enough gas to get me to work this morning. And I opted into getting gas last night on my way home. And it's a good thing I did because I probably would have, I literally had, would have had just barely enough gas to get to work and then get to a gas station in Saugus. Um, so I would have used a significant amount of uh, gasoline. Gasolina. I feel like being stuck in traffic like that sometimes is a, is a good thing only because you everyone knows you're not making it up because they can just look at the traffic report and some coworkers could be in that same traffic. So you kind of have an excuse to be late. It's kind of like game on, you know? It's like, yeah. It is <laughs> fucking, I would have been, been early today too. That's the piss of too. It's a sex of two hours. I literally was staring at the office. I guess I could have. I wish the elevator was still there in the Tobin. I would have just parked my car for the day and took the elevator. It was really an elevator there, huh? Yeah, so there used to be. So the Tobin, you remember, you used to have tolls on the top yeah. level? Well, there used to be tolls on the bottom level, too. So you used to have to pay a toll going to Boston and pay a toll to get out of Boston. And I think in 1989, they got rid of the bottom tolls and just kept the top tolls. So you just paid a double price against the city and then you didn't have to go. But underneath the bridge, like attached to the bottom, was this like trailer looking thing that used to hang. And that was the break room and the bathrooms and all the, oh, the offices okay. for the bridge. So there was an elevator that ran on the side of the, the side of the bridge. And we're in all the way down because people used to park below, like the workers. And then you take the elevator all the way up to the break room and the offices. And then, of course, to each level of the bridge for the uh, for work. And if you look at the bridge, you can actually see where the elevator used to be and you can see how the break, everything, all that stuff used to be there and stuff like that. But if that was quite the true story, it's quite unique. I don't think the T would just pull over underneath the bridge and just let people off, but it does seem a little uh, odd. Yeah, I, 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 realized, I realized today, I'm going to eventually hit somebody driving to work because you know how we cut behind the projects? Going oh, yeah. Work? yeah, down uh, Medford Street. Well, going there, the sun at this time of year is directly in our eyes. Yeah. Going and home, right? Yeah. yeah you can't it, know, but like going to work, it's like I can't fucking see sometimes. And some of these idiots, these jamokes, just cut across the fucking street. Yeah, there's a lot of bad drivers, a lot of bad walkers, mostly bad walkers. And the, yeah, bikes, the bikes that want to ride in the road, but they don't want to obey uh, said road uh, signs. Signage. You know, you know how I feel. I, I mean, I must have took out. I'm surprised I haven't taken out more bikers than I than, than I have. I've never taken any out, but I'm surprised I didn't haven't taken any out because I probably should have because yeah. there are a lot of bikers in the city of Boston. Not so much since Corona, but prior to Corona, they're everywhere. Like you couldn't like they were everywhere, but um, thankfully they don't exist anymore. They look at you like you're the fucking problem too. That's what drives me insane. Like you're the problem. A guy, you got a problem with my bike? Hey, 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 right. over there. What are you doing? So uh, we do have a guest tonight. She will be joining us shortly. Um, her name is Jennifer with a Y, Crawford. And she's an entrepreneur from outside of De Detroit, or as I like to call it, the Dirty D. Dirty D. City. And uh, we're going to find out what she's doing all about on the interwebs, on her 
askjennifer.com. And I want to ask her about what's going on in the D. And maybe her story is responsible for making ballots for the presidential election that we still don't know the results from. Um, and it's only been two plus weeks. So, you know, maybe eventually we'll find out who may be the president of the United States. It's over. It's been over. It's over. It's clinging to a last. It's over. <laughs> oh, have you seen the news today about Georgia? My Georgia might get reversed. It wouldn't be, but it's not going to be enough to, it wouldn't be enough to even overturn all the electoral and Trump's favorite. No. no, no, no. So it will be enough to overturn Georgia to be a Republican state. And if that's the case in Georgia, then that just sets precedence for the rest of the states. They found several thousand of uncounted ballots. That's not you, enough. How, how do you I'm explain just, that? That's not enough to overturn anything. Yes, it's enough to turn Georgia to Republican. So if, that, you, if you're using that as a precedence, then how many other states have uncounted ballots? Dude, I know you want this, but like, just because I don't, you I don't want give it, a shit, but it <laughs> like, could happen. You, you're talking like you're kidding. It. I don't think it's gonna. So, happen. how do you explain uncounted ballots? Whether I can explain it or not, I mean, I, I can how explain you, something, but I was reading something about that earlier. But it's whether you want to believe it, because I know you don't want to. You're not going to believe it. So well, there's no I'm, point. No, no, I'm watching on. very democratic left left wing news articles that are saying there have been uncounted ballots that well, could swing Georgia. And I'm just using Georgia as an example. And Georgia was least of everyone's concerns. So how do you know that this corruption didn't happen in every other state if it's happening in Georgia? That, are you that are you that naive to think that this is not happening in other states? Oh no, I'm not naive at all. Do I think it could have happened? Yes, of course. Do I think it's enough to swing enough ballots to swing it in the opposite? Do I think it should be looked into? Yes. Do oh, I think look. it's enough though to swing it in the other direction? No. No, here's the no. case. Biden won. He cheated. And he won. He <laughs> You're telling me that he got seventy four million votes legitimately legitimately. It was already so close anyway. So the, then, then, here's the thing, though. If you say that, and then Trump wins, and then, this, then, the, then the Democrats are just going to say the Republicans are cheating. Like, there's no real clear-cut so no one shows, sure. no one shows up to his rallies, right? Were you there? How do you know? Because I was like, watching very Democratic news channels to get two perspectives, and no one's there. It's, it's over. It's uh, yeah, it's over. But you you got to say there is there is some corruption in this fucking election. Of course, there's corruption. But was it enough corruption? I think to swing yes. it in the other direction because they used the mail-in ballots to know how many. How was he up by hundreds of thousands of votes at three o'clock in the morning? So and then all of a sudden, me. then all of a sudden in two hours in the middle of the night when no one's around, he he loses a state. How do you explain being up by forty thousand uh, forty uh, forty thousand ballots and then disappearing? Okay. You mean to tell me the only people that count these votes are Democrats? No Republicans are like, hey, where are you putting those? There's, if it's so close, yep. both sides are looking at things. So how yep. could the people there that are also Republican also they're in, all that? They're ran by states that are majority Democrat. The governor's a Democrat. The House of Representatives are mostly Democrat. It's mostly Democrat states, Pennsylvania and Minnesota. I mean, That I'm, would just take too many people to cover up. It would just, it's not, uh, it's very, a lot anyway. It's a cover up some, yeah. But to cover up a variety, so many in all those states to make that much of a difference, I think that's a bit of a stretch. That's all. I don't, I don't think so. I think it's very ironic that they were pushing for mail-in ballots. I guarantee, and I'll make this bet for you four years from now, that you will not be seeing a push for mail-in ballots this next four years election. I want to see some whistleblowers. I want to see some people who are like, you know what? Like, I saw them take those. Like, no one's, where, where are the whistleblowers then? You know I like, mean, who's, who's listening to them? They're, I mean, they're out there if you want to find them. They're out but there. I, I need to see somebody who actually worked at some of these facilities. Say, it, not some Joe just, Schmo. No, the there's people like, out there. There's people out there, but mainstream media is not covering it because they're highly Democrat because they benefit of having a Democratic um, presidency. I mean, it's plain and simple. They make all their money by Democrats. Dude, I know that's what you want to believe. It's not what I believe. It's, it's the facts. If you look at anyone who owns major news corporations. No, that's true. News, but the fact they, is to cover up this many. No, but not, I mean, have you seen the news? The news is nothing but satire and entertainment. It's not real of news. Of course it is. I know. And so you're saying that news channels don't have the ability to 
alter their entertainment to the way they want to? Of course they do, but the scope of this cover-up, anytime you have a conspiracy... I'm not talking about the cutoff. I'm not talking about the cover-up. I'm talking about them swaying the news in their particular way. Oh, of course! That's CNN! So, so, That's if, like, you had a, so if you had a liable source that was working there and said he's seen stuff and did stuff, but it's not the guy you want, it would be in your benefit as an entertainment, not news, I don't call it news anymore because it's not even news, but as an entertainment outlet, to not show that person, would you would you agree? Because yeah, it would be bad for business. It is bad for. I agree. So it's, yeah. I mean, it's out there and it's on both sides too. But, but the, fact, the fact of the matter is, it doesn't matter who won, and it doesn't matter what. It all it means is all these news channels are, are, are garbage. They don't ever. They don't. They don't report the news. How's that sound? They report their opinion and perspective. But the thing is, it was already so close anyway. Like if it was like a 70-30, then they'd be easier to cut. But we're looking at elections that were already so close. So it's like where, no, you know what state, I mean? The states that he ended up losing, they, were, they weren't close. They weren't close at all. I mean, I mean, in Michigan, he was winning by hundreds of thousands of votes. But I mean, doesn't that seem too obvious though? It, like, it, doesn't it seem too obvious? I agree. It seems very obvious. <laughs> I mean, well, maybe there's something to it. Maybe there is. I think there's I, a lot. I, I, I honestly think there's a lot more to it. Either way, both sides could have been cheating for every matter. One cheated side. That's the thing too. It's like, do you think so the Republicans are all spick and span too? Oh, I mean, they were probably cheating too, and there's whoever they both cheated. I don't think it was a fair election, no matter the outcome. Who won? I agree. Yeah. No, do I? Th- I agree with you that there was some conspiracy. There's some cover. There's some sort of fake voting or. There's something, but like I said, I do not think it is enough. And but I think it should no, no. be monitored, it should be, be investigated. It will but do be. I think it's enough. But by the time it's investigated and they come up with a verdict, it's going to be too late. Biden's either going to either die or be taken out because of his mental ability. Oh yeah! Oh, big time. It's, it's I give goal. him. I give him to July. Really? I'll be a little more. I'll, I'll say a year and a half into his election. Hey, anything's. I mean, I don't know why we're we're, we're elected. 70 plus this goes for both sides 70 plus year old men it's fucking sad it makes no sense <laughs> would you if you own the giant pitch pretend the united states is a company which essentially it is a company right you make money you spend money right you have employees and all that stuff if you own a big giant corporation right would you throw all your eggs in the basket to a guy who's past his retirement even though he had no. even though he had experience <laughs> It, it, it seems to me it's like an irresponsible thing to do for your company. You're putting, because especially like when a company, you have to adapt to change, right? So as anything, times change, modernize, right? You just said it perfectly. Adapt to change. Perfect. And old guys or old people in general have a way of, it's a very tough for them to change. As, as anyone, it's tough to change. As you and I, it's tough to change to adapt to what young kids are doing. So in that perspective is you're going to have like, it's almost when you're in school and you have the old man principal. Right. And he's so out of touch because he's been principal in the ways they were doing in the 60s and the 70s. But the way of learning and the technology is not there. But he's, he's refusing to adapt to modern times. So it's like so you take a principal of the school, which is so micro compared to the entire country. Wouldn't you just want to have a young, fresh mind in there to kind of bring things to enough level or at least have someone with some perspective there? But all these guys do are hire other old guys to be in their cabinets. So it doesn't look it's like. What, what you just said is probably one of the smartest things I've ever heard you say. Actually, it was the willingness to adapt to change and old people are less likely to do that. It's 100% true. But you got to be careful with that because the younger crew are these hipster degenerates who have never seen a war and they don't know what the fuck they're doing. But then you gotta, this, this, this weird middle ground. That's hard to find. Too. I mean, there's a, there's a reason they make a minimum to become president at 35 years old. I mean, that's a, that's a set, right? So there's a reason why they picked that age. They picked that age because the lifespan was 60-something years old at, at the max, right, back in the day, right? So 30 is a middle of it, so literally middle-aged. You should have enough – you should acquire enough knowledge going into this point that you should be able to be good at your job. But you're not so old that you're like, you know, eh. So like – and I would say probably a good age to elect a president would probably be mid-40s. I'd say a 45-year-old person is probably the exact – person you want because they're old enough to have kids like in their 20s and teens so they understand perspective of the young kids but they're also old enough where their parents are still alive and they still know the older population you know we need like another kennedy or clinton-esque age you do you need a, you need another kennedy and kennedy stood for a lot kennedy see, here's the thing in you probably understand this and a lot of people understand that the democratic party is more like the republican party nowadays back then right so like yep. when kennedy was 
you know, Kennedy was a working man. He was for the guy who worked at the factories and all this stuff. And the Republicans, on the other hand, were for the rich people. In some way, after Reagan, somewhere like in the, in the early 90s, it kind of changed. And I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense. And I know over time we have adapted to political parties because back in the day, it was called the Democratic-Republican Party. And then you had the Whigs. And then the Whigs went away. And do you imagine if you were a member of the Whig Party? The fuck does that mean? Does man have hair? <laughs> yeah, that's what I always thought as a kid. I was like, oh, he's a member of the Whig Party. Does he wear wigs? Is he like the Whig Master? Makes absolutely well, no sense whatsoever. Yeah, the, the one thing you and me definitely agree on too is the fact that like this, it all started to go down downhill once we got away from the gold standard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is when it all started to turn to shit. It, it, we slowly, America slowly started to decline. I mean, in, in theory, when you think about it, right? If we don't have, say we just no gold, say our money is not supported by anything, right? It's literally just pieces of valueless paper that we have all realized that we need. So we really don't know what the value of the paper is because we assuming that it has some kind of back into it. It's a representation of some kind of valuable material, right? Now, Let's go, let's go way out there and say there's no gold left. And this piece of paper is nothing but a piece of valueless paper or a loan from like say China or Russia that gave us money to print this paper that on a, a percentage of an interest rate. So it's like borrowing from a credit card, essentially, every time you print new paper. And then one day, the Bank of China or the Bank of Russia goes to say, <laughs> it could be any country for that matter. It could be Afghanistan. It could be any country, right? Decides that they want to cash in on their loan. <laughs> then your paper is valueless. Plus, you you you, you kind of took power away from yourself and put it in the hands of the bank because you yeah. got it got away from giving it a value to now paper that the banks can actually control. That's right. And I know that in oh. when you think about it, the Federal Reserve isn't even a federal company. It's a a second party, and they make the interest rates. And it's like the banks, the banking system is not run by the government. So they could literally at any point in time change anything they want. So we're, we're like, <laughs> you put your money in your bank, you're really taking a gamble that everything is going to be okay the next day. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's kind of scary when you think about it. And like you said, it's the only way to be assured that you'll have any guarantee of currency when all the shit hits the fan is if you have like gold bricks in your fucking basement <laughs> in a safe somewhere because cash is going to be useless. You know, can you imagine like if shit goes down and you have to like bottle with people and you have like, well, but I have like $10,000 in cash and you go give it to someone and the guy's going to be like, that's worth absolutely nothing. Like that doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. Uh, I would love to see an audit of Fort Knox because I, I bet there's nothing left in there. It's all just for posterity. They guard it and there's nothing in there. I would, I would, I would say that's a conspiracy, I believe, that there's nothing fucking in there. If you're a listener to this or a watcher of the show, a viewer, if you will, um, and you know anyone who has any connections with Fort Knox. We, we we could do an interview with you. We'll do it with like the uh like the fade over your face with the the voice whoop, so you don't know what. The I, last audit was 1986. I oh believe. really? Oh god. Uh, oh no, wait, no, 1975. Oh jam. Yeah, that's that's probably about the time where they were probably starting to ship gold out. <laughs> Let's get it out of here. It's, it it doesn't mean anything to us now. Let's sell it. Yeah, yeah. So we can yeah we got away from it. So they, they probably sold it to China for like a percentage of the value took the money and now they're just running on empty i mean this is going to be it'll be a big fuss like because you, you figure like we make the analogy to a corporation right uh you have a big corporation that you know when they run out of money they end up going bankrupt so i mean if the, if the country's like a corporation that has no more money to borrow then said country would potentially go bankrupt well, I mean, it just worked better. Like whoever had the most gold, I mean, it, it, inflation moves slower under the gold standard. It does. So it, it, it just, it helped with that. Although it did kind of cause the Great Depression, but whatever, it's still better this way. It needs something. It'd be funny if we got taken over by aliens and all of us have this like perspective that gold's so valuable and then like the aliens come down and, and gold is basically like gravel to them because there's so much of it on their planet. And they look at the gold, like, whoa, we have gold. And they look at us like, like pretty much giving you dirt. You know what I mean? That'd be funny. Well, supposedly the aliens love gold because it helps use as a heat reflector. It's very, very conductive too for electricity. Exactly. So they gold plate certain elements on electronic electrical board. So supposedly they used to use humans to mine gold, and that's what kind of that's why they created us from Ooh. like an ape species. Did you see uh, the UFO <laughs> sighting in um, 
Dubai. I guess a disc oh, really? flew, flew by one of the big giant buildings or something like that, and there's audio of someone recording it. But, I'll check it out. There's a lot uh, of shitty fake ones out there. Yeah. But I'm like, someone made a good cool point on the show I was listening to. It was like, why don't these aliens ever just stop? Like, and then someone's like, would you want to stop in this country if you flew by and see what the hell was going on? You'd fly right back out. So, who knows? I do think that you said the theory about how we were like originally, originally on Venus or something like that, and they, were, they planted us here to become. No, I never said we were on Venus. I said that we were probably created in a fucking lab. I was, you know, we were pr- probably part of a, um, a science project, you know? I mean, because uh, we would do the same thing. You know? I did hear it. No, it was another show I listened to that was talking about how we originally were from Venus, and there was a big giant disaster that happened there, and they had to ship us to, they had made us adapt to this planet, something crazy like that. Um, well, I will say Venus. There was something. I mean, Venus is cost constantly in this greenhouse effect. So it's like, well, that's what nothing the women, can happen. There, women so. are from there, right? According to the book. I mean, that will happen. That could happen to Earth if an asteroid hit us. Because if it hit, ever hit the water, if a giant yeah. asteroid hit the water, it would kick up enough vapor to block out the sun for ages, and it would be like Venus. You'd have thick cloud cover, vegetation yeah. dead. That's what happened. If you get any material within the second layer of our atmosphere, so not the first layer, whatever that's called, but the second layer, it's above the clouds and doesn't rain out. So it will stay there forever. That's basically what the problem of uh, Mars is right now. It's oh, in that ab- a, no, you mean Venus. There's no real oh, atmosphere. Venus. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Venus is the problem. Yes. So whatever hit Venus to cause it to cause in the state it is, it's in that atmosphere level that doesn't get rained out. So it will stay there for the end of time, essentially. Uh, the, the troposphere. The yeah. trope. Yeah, I was my name in high school. I was the troposphere kid. The troposphere. Hey, did you? Um, before we bring our guest on, she's in the waiting room right now. Did you see the mo- new Mel Gibson movie that's out? Oh, the, the one we played Santa Claus. Yeah. Yes, it's called The Fat Man. Fat Man. I haven't watched it yet, but I've seen the trailer. It's, so it's, it's in. Impl- watching it. Yeah. So I can't. Can you get it not in a theater? Because I seen it. It was in some small theaters in the Boston area, like the kind, like the the little um, the uh, indie film theaters. Yeah, I should be able to watch it soon. Um, oh, you get that? I, yeah. November 13th. Oh, wow. Yeah, I should be able to watch it this weekend, actually. Yeah, I'm going to definitely watch it. Trail looks great. So I'll give you guys a synopsis. It's called The Fat Man. Basically, Mel Gibson is Santa Claus. And he is contracted by the United States government, so like the military, to do some like um, opera situation or something like that because his ability to go. It's a, it's, it's a really interesting situation. There's a kid who wants him dead and sends, yeah. he must be a rich little snot and sends like an assassin to go kill him. Honestly, when I first saw that trailer, remember the movie Scrooge with Bill Murray? Mm-hmm. Remember there was a movie within the movie called The Night the Reindeer Died? Yeah. And there's like people with guns around saying, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my God, this is the closest we're ever going to get to a live version of that. <laughs> Yeah, the kid gets coal in his stocking, and he sends an assassin to kill Santa Claus. And then somehow the United States Army gets involved because he's a co-op guy. I gotta and watch it. Mrs. Claus is actually an African American woman. I see. Interesting. Yes. And uh, Mr. Racist Mel Gibson plays Santa Claus, and I like the way they call it the Fat Man. I think that's very unique. You know, you think you're the first? Yes, I'm gonna check. <laughs> I, I I have to see this just for the uh, the, uh, the the funniness of it. I guess you could say. Uh, oh, yes, yeah. so the NBA drafts tonight. Um, no interest whatsoever. Alex Wallace joining us, letting us know. Um, Celtics have like the 14th, the 25th, and the 30th pick. And we all know in the NBA, if you don't get anyone in the first five picks, it's pretty much a waste anyway. So, um, yes, the the, yeah, the Celtics could have traded tonight. We're hoping they would train Haywood or something to move up in the draft. Apparently, they did not do anything. So, and uh-huh. Haywood is not re. So Haywood had until today to say if he's going to re-up on his contract or be a free agent, and he didn't say anything. So I think it's going to be a sign in Dale. I think they're going to sign him and then trade him probably for 19 more draft picks in 10 years. So that's basically – that's your sports news right there. And the governor and mayor already said there's no sports in Boston until the end of the year, so no Celtics games, obviously, until at least January 1st, even though they're starting the season uh, 23rd of December. So – you know, maybe they'll start the games on the road. Just it's another fun day here in Massachusetts, where you are pretty much living like uh, enslaved uh, um, German and Jewish people in World War II in Germany. I think we're almost there. We're, yeah, we're, we're not there yet. Uh, we're close. They haven't, killed, they haven't gathered us up and killed us yet. 
Yeah, I'm not a communist country right now. Yeah, we're, we're like World War II. We're like right before Hitler decided to pull the trigger full blast. We're kind of like Italy was. Because Italy was never like under full lockdown, but they were locked down. So we're like Italy, World War II Italy. You know, if Mussolini, a.k.a. Governor Baker, running the joint. Because I was watching Instagram of some coworkers I used to work with who were up in New Hampshire this weekend singing karaoke at a, at a bar with no mask on. So, I mean, there was a lot of people there. There was no social distancing. They were sharing a microphone and uh, having a good time. And uh, here we are, a stone's throw over the border. And we are living, it's like East Germany, West Germany, after, uh, you know, when the Soviet Union controlled half of it. So, that's always fun. I guess we could always just move, because states like, like, uh, like, like Texas and uh, Florida are very welcoming to people to come join the fun. So, Some places worse than us, though, like California. I know they're not even, some of their gyms aren't even open, really. Well, like look, look, what's, look, what, look what two states are worse than us. California and New York. And that pretty much sums up, sums up right there. So, I don't know. All right, let's see. Let's uh, bring in uh, Jennifer Crawford. Right. Who will be joining us, I think, from Detroit. She's connecting. Jennifer, how are you doing tonight? Can you hear us? Still connecting. Uh, Here we go. Hello. Hello. Hi. Oh. How are you guys? Hey. We're good. How are you doing tonight? I am doing excellent. I am doing well. How about you? We are doing as well as we can under these <laughs> situations, you know? Yes. These uncertain times, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Last eight, nine months have been very uncertain, but you know what? Oh my God. It's like a groundhog day. You wake up, you look at the news, they say the same stuff. You go to work, come home, repeat, you know? It's about all you I can feel do. Like- I, I feel like I have, there's nothing that I want to watch on Netflix right now. Like, I feel yeah. like I'm done with the Netflix for a yeah. while. <laughs> it's, it's, slim, it's very slim pickings now with what to that watch. It is. At this point, we've all pretty much watched everything. So it's like everything. <laughs> so are you joining us from Detroit or Michigan? Uh, yes. Born and raised in Detroit. Joining you from my living room. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, yeah. Detroit, we've been there. I've been there. Eric, uh, Adam, you ever been there? The Detroit? I've never been. Never been. Never been to Detroit, huh? Yeah. Detroit is a great place. Don't believe everything you hear. It's actually a pretty cool place. I've been, bad there, been there multiple times. My aunt used to live north of the city. And, uh, oh, okay. I've seen, uh, I've, seen Lion, I've seen a Lions game on Thanksgiving, play the Patriots, which was a very unique situation, which was awesome. Okay. And uh, Tigers game. And I got to tell you, people are actually pretty friendly in the city. So the the misconception of uh of Detroit they give a bad rap. I think if you uh you have to kind of go there and check it out yourself. I think you know it's not bad. I think so too. I think people just see all the things of like what happens in every city where there's like certain violence and everything, and they just think that Detroit is all bad. When I I lived in Florida for about five years, and when I would tell people I was from Detroit, they'd be like, "Oh my God!" Like I'm scared of you, and I'm like, "Oh wow!" Like I'm really just gonna like knock somebody upside the head because I'm from Detroit. I'm like, whatever. But people go to Chicago, which is statistically more dangerous than Detroit. Or Newark, New Jersey, which is statistically more dangerous than Detroit. Oh, places or Baltimore. <laughs> it's a lot of other places, right? But, you know, you hear about Detroit. But one thing about people from Detroit, when you're from Detroit, you, you know, you're excited, you're happy, you have a lot of, you know, you just love to be from Detroit and you love to talk about it, so... <laughs> So I have to ask you, are you guys still counting ballots in that convention center? Because that's all I've seen. Here you go. I've been seeing I, on the news. I was listening to you a little bit before I actually came on. And I'm just like, if we're going to have a whole conversation about the, the, the ballots and everything. <laughs> no, and, no, no. Yeah. That, just playing no, devil's advocate here. You know, we want to we take both sides. Because, if we have, you know, I, you see the news and you see the convention center in Detroit. And it's like, well, there you go. But, I mean, if you. You only see one perspective. So who the hell knows what's going on inside that thing? It's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. You know? you know what? There's a lot of things going on, right? But like you or me or anybody else, we wouldn't really know what's going on, right? We'll never. Other people know what's going on. Exactly. Right. Well, it goes deeper than our uh, authority level. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, that it does. 
there's probably about a dozen people that actually know what actually goes on in this country and the rest of the people kind of just pretend they know what they're doing or know what they know you know what i mean yes if anything i've learned about this election is that they sure do know how to everyone knows how to send a text message that is for sure <laughs> or tweet <laughs> do you ever notice that when you log into your facebook or twitter there's so many people that you were friends with that you didn't know were political professionals yeah <laughs> I've learned that with uh, I learned that eight months ago with the coronavirus. I didn't know I had so many friends that were medical experts. And, you know, <laughs> right. So it's a matter of now. There's so many people that I same friends who are now political experts. Never knew it. I wish I knew. I would ask them questions years ago. But it's it's funny how everyone becomes an expert. And uh, as Adam and I look at it, we kind of look at it as a broader perspective and kind of you know we we you always have a little suspicion that something's fishy going on, no matter what. If the government's involved, mm-hmm. something fishy's going on. I gotta leave it. At, you know what I mean? That's that's why I see it. I don't, I don't. I don't trust anyone in the government, no matter what Republic, what what uh, Republican or Democrat. I don't trust them. I don't trust them at all. That's you know, the- I I try not to get involved in all the um, political conversation because so many people, when you talk about it, they get enraged. Mm-hmm. They have their opinions. They have your opinions. I mean, you lose friends, you lose family oh. members, you lose cousins. Like it's the whole thing. So I just like okay, you agree with this. I agree with this moving right along. Like I'm just a normal person, like trying to do what I can do and live every day. Right. I feel everyone made one post and then all of a sudden they get all this backlash and they immediately, I think most people delete that post and that's the end of their sharing their opinion on things because frankly, you're not going to change someone's opinion. And if that's, you know, so you just let, it's like when you go to a bar, right? You don't start talking about politics in a bar because then you're mixing alcohol into the situation. Like religion. religion. And it turns into a whole thing. (laughs) I stop posting stuff on, uh, on anything on Facebook, unless it's about business. When I posted something about like a Cosby show episode and I got like 80 comments and I'm just like, I am not doing that. Like I'm just making a statement. (laughs) So I don't post anything, you know, I'm just like, eh, let me just like keep, keep mine to myself. Yeah, you know what? You don't want to mention Bill Cosby. That could that that sets people off sometimes. You know what I mean? I mean, it was just about a show. You know, I watched it growing up, and I made a comment about an episode, and it turned into like you know, a crazy blog post with a lot of comments. And I'm just like, oh, all of this about talking about Rudy's hair on the Cosby Show. It's like, (laughs) let it go, (laughs) let it go, let it go. Poor Rudy. Speaking of business, though, let's, let's talk about business here for a second. Hey, you, during this whole uh, pandemic, you have managed to kind of spin things and create, you know, this all things marketplace. And uh, I'm just curious, like how you're able to get these business owners who are in need of the safe, you know, safe, affordable ways to, to help their store. Like, how are you able to get them all to come together like this? Because it seems like a real massive undertaking, you know, on the surface anyway. How do you do this? Uh, so I do an event called all things Detroit, right? And it just became like a national holiday in Detroit to celebrate small businesses. So I've been doing an event for, I would say seven, about seven years where I get about 250 small businesses, about 20 food trucks. And we have about 14,000 customers that come out to these events and they shop and they patronize like all of these smaller businesses that don't have brick and mortar. So I kind of put businesses in front of thousands of customers. So I have a relationship with them. So about Two and a half years ago, I'm like, I should take what I've done offline and put it online and have a marketplace. And so I thought it was going to be like this big hit, just like the events are actually a hit. And it actually got off to kind of like a slow start over the years. I use it, other businesses use it, but it wasn't like the boom, like the actual market in person was. And so when the pandemic hit, boom, guess what? There's no 14,000 people in the space. I mean, there's not even 10 people in a space because there's the coronavirus and this thing was canceled three weeks before the actual event. So everyone's bombed. There's thousands of dollars spent. There's so many things, advertising, promotions that went into this and everything just comes to a halt. So in my mind, I'm thinking, what the? What am I going to do? You can swear. That's all right. Just let it out. What is happening, right? I'm like, like, what is happening? I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, I have to figure it out. So after, you know, Netflix, right? And I'm thinking, okay, I had a couple of businesses and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what's going on? How can I help? Because being a small business advocate, I'm like, how can I help them if I can't even help myself? I'm trying to figure this out. And so long story short, one of the businesses was just like, you know, I have my kids. I can't, you know ship my orders like can you do this for me and I'm like sure so I started to ship orders and so I reached out some other businesses that I had great relationships with to say like hey I'm offering this service you know I do the advertising promotion and it's more of like a personal approach 
than like if you were using like Amazon. So I said, okay, Jennifer, this is, this is different. So I started to ship for more businesses, more businesses. Then I built a relationship. Uh, I got a partnership with Crane's Detroit business. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to have a shipping and fulfillment center for small businesses. You know what? Be the greatest they ever done, right? Bring it out and do it and be the small biz, the Amazon for small businesses where I have my own shipping and fulfillment center. And so pretty much you're like the middleman to connect people to uh, the web who don't necessarily have the means or the uh, ability or the knowledge. Exactly. It's actually pretty convenient. It reminds me of remember when eBay first came out, you had to sell your stuff at eBay stores because people didn't know how to sell the stuff on eBay, but they needed someone to do it. Yes. I remember that. And so it's, 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 it sounds like it's basically a good way to kind of, you know, Hey, I have this stuff. But how do I get it out there? Because everyone has an idea or everyone wants to sell something. But like it, it, it gets complicated, especially when you go through like using Amazon or like eBay to sell your stuff. They take it so much money off the top. And if you don't have the, the view oh, yeah. of the eyes on it that you, you should have on it, it's all an algorithm at the end of the day. And it's like, <laughs> that so, is true. It's, it's, it's almost like a, uh, like a swap, like a, like a, not like a flea market, but like a swap market or something like that, but a virtual one, if you will. So it's like, you know. It's, it's, it's kind of like, uh, so no, it, it's just like people could actually create a store on the website themselves and sell their okay. product, like how you do with Etsy or like Shopify yeah. or anything okay, like yeah. that. So the only difference in like me, well, of course, Amazon is like a billion dollar machine, but who's to say Ask Jennifer won't go there. Uh, The thing is, is that I'm more personable. I know the story behind the business. I know what they're selling. I know why they started their business. I know, you know, all the personal background on how they make it. So when you when you know the story of someone, you push the story and that's what makes you fall in love with the product. Mm-hmm. And people really want to know about these businesses. So when I add the personal approach of my relationship with the businesses and put that into pushing their product, then that's what really gets it to sell. And that's what gets people really like wanting to know about, you know, this woman who has like five kids who has this great product brand that she's selling and everything. And like people want to know about her. So I'm shipping her products and telling her story. It's good. It gives an intimate, uh, an intimate connection to the product that you're buying, which is kind of cool because like you said, you get to know the story and it's, mm-hmm. uh, if it's a little more, uh, I don't know, it's a little more meaningful, I think at the end of the day, you know, it so. does. And, r- and right now people are really paying attention about who they shop from, right? Like all yeah. this stuff, it was a pandemic. It's an election. It's black lives matter. It's all these things in 2020 from, you know, that it's a lot. It's really a lot. Mm-hmm. And the, the big thing right now is how the hell are people paying their bills? If I'm a small yeah. business owner, and I've been one for 20 years and I do markets and events every year. And this is how I make my income. And then, you know, for December at the end or in January, I kind of like chill because that's my slower months. How do I make income now in a whole pandemic? You know, there's no markets. There's no nothing. I've been in my business 20 years. I don't really have, you know, a website or e-commerce. You know, e-commerce. What do I do? Mm-hmm. And so that's where, you know, I come in and say, like, I got you. I got to cover it and I just handle it. Yeah, it's a great idea. I mean, it's a, <clears throat> I'd rather give my money to the small businesses than the big corporations. So, you know, like even know, the restaurants, right? the mom and pop places, I'd rather spend a few extra bucks, give me money there than, you know, because you know, you know where the money's going to, right? It's not like you're going to like a, you know, like you said, an Amazon or something like that where the money gets dissolved and you have, you know, it goes to a Man. gazillionaire at the end of the, at the end of the tunnel, right? <laughs> You know, when you're buying some funny at the shops that you're representing, it's going to, you know, someone who's just scraping to try to make a living, which is pretty Until heavy. Amazon comes around and offers you millions of dollars to shut this down. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's probably going to happen. <laughs> and that's like, well, can't say no to that. But. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> you know, like, I am, like, super, super passionate about, like, what I do, the people who I work with. Like, if you can tell. And so, like, anytime I have, like, an idea or something, I just feel like I just roll with it. I just do it, right? Because I fail so many times at, like, multiple things we all do in life of, like, you know, whatever. And so I just say, you know what? Why not do it? Why not go for it? If one thing that this pandemic has shown me is, like, not to, like, say, oh, I should have did this or I should have done that. I just said, like, let me just do it. And so I had an office space and everything. I had storage. And then I just reached out to another business and say, oh, are you guys using this storefront? So now we have a storefront where people can do curbside pickup, holiday shopping, and we're shipping packages in the back. And we're just like keeping it moving and, and you know, pivoting through the pandemic, as I call it, like getting through it the best way we can. 
Yeah, I'm on your site right now. It's very easy, easily navigated. It's simple. It's 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 effective. It's how many people do you have that are that are working with you on this? Uh, you like know hands what? On. I hands on. Uh, I probably have about five of us. Five of us on our team. Nice. And you know, yeah, there's about five of us on the team. Everyone's not you know like full time, but you know we're getting to a point where we're super super busy. Like there's things shipping. Like there's a lot of packages shipping out every day. And then, you know what? During the middle of all this, I launched a lipstick collection. Why not, right? What do you want to look well. fabulous under your mask? <laughs> but no, so, uh, so yeah. So we have about five people on the team that are kind of working with us. And then we've been partnering with a lot of organizations, organizations in the city to kind of start a collection on the website. So you can, you know, go there. Like they have a Detroit Homecoming. That's Crane's, their collection. They sponsor businesses to sell their products. So partnerships, collaboration, making money, getting through the pandemic, supporting small business. So yeah, we're adding new products every day. That's not even like half of the products. We're constantly adding products. It makes more sense. I Listen, everyone likes Amazon or Walmart because it's convenient. They ship the stuff to your house. You don't got to leave it your ass. But it's great when you're getting like, for something like that, it's great when you need something like groceries or you need like a screwdriver or something like, <laughs> you know, but like when you need an actual gift or something like, you know, to an extent that's more personal yeah those, those companies don't do it it reminds me of when we were kids and we were watching like looney tunes right and you see acme everything <laughs> everything's acme acme this acme this that's basically what amazon has become acme you know what i mean so it's like it's so generic and cut down and everything like that it just really like makes us feel like we're robots like in the oh it's so easy like i'm gonna have everything acme you know it's it's kind of scary but it's, that's, that's how to see what it's like but it's like too you know we want like I'm that person. Like when I order something, I want it like next day. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So one of the things I did too, I, I got a small grant during the pandemic and I purchased a truck. I purchased a Good. vehicle and um, we have a, a, a van that we have now. And so, you know what, I feel like by February, we'll probably be doing delivery service, like local delivery in the area. But the actual marketplace is for a national thing. So anyone can create a store. It's not just like Michigan, you know what I mean? So mm. I'm just like, I dream big. I'm like, I know that I'm just going to have a, the first facility here and we're just going to like work with small businesses, local makers, people who make their products. I mean, we do have like t-shirts and stuff like that, but uh, we're not, we don't want to have like mass produced, like, you know, combs and, you know, things that people just kind of get from China, nothing against that, but we need something that really supports people who make their own products. Absolutely. I, I got to ask, has anybody contacted you? wanting to add a product and you're like we're not adding that <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is Don't the thing that. so when people actually fill out on the website to actually sign up the application comes to us first where we have to review it and then we can decline oh, it i bet you've got some so, good ones <laughs> so it's very so we've had some things where we're just like uh, yeah. you know but I feel sometimes a little weird because there's something like we have a guy, he has like a hat and it says like we word on it Avenue. And like some people are comfortable because, you know, here, you know, marijuana is like legal now, you know, we have, it's legal. So it's kind of a thing where yeah. another, like a mother coming to the site, it's kind of like, uh, yeah. I'm really cool with him. And, you know, I think it's fine, but at the same time, I don't know if it should be like the first thing, you know, you go there and you see, and I've been thinking about maybe adding like a section to the site where it's like over 18, where if you have to click, you know, something like that. That would that, be a bad that idea, right? Yeah. yeah. You want to maintain your integrity and keep it sort of clean. I was just curious to know, like, what would be the weirdest thing that in your like when I'm uh, You know what? <laughs> I'm trying to think of something super duper weird. Not super weird as of yet. I mean, it's been yeah. typical things. Uh, nothing crazy weird right now. Um, I think we were a kid. Added, which is, I mean, if you talk about like all things Detroit I mean like there's people who like bring all types of things or they're just like I have this and look at this and you're like no no yeah, yeah I don't really want to like call anybody out they might be looking at me like hey, yeah, no, you know? <laughs> but no really it's uh it's, I mean I get all like types of weird things like I get inboxes and dms about different things like hey I think this will be great and if I say you know what right now you know we have something kind of similar to oh it's not like mine mine is different like but I think like for me like I just kind of talk to everybody like if they end but I just you know I hate to like turn people away and I hate to tell people no right because I feel like in building this business even now like 
so many people tell me no because it's all about like who are you how do they know about you so mm-hmm. even when stephanie sent me the email and said oh like these you know they want you to come in pockets i'm like oh really like oh somebody heard about like you know what's going on but i hate to turn people away like i want to help everybody but sometimes you can't kind of like help everybody but no, in this still, business yeah you still gotta make money you still gotta market you don't want to isolate your audience so you have to kind of right you know you know you, you the way uh, even with this show we, we figure we're not gonna make everyone happy we're gonna piss off at least five percent of people right so if you say no to five percent <laughs> of the people at least you can kind of cater because it reminds me when we were kids when we used to go to the video store and you used to have that like 18 plus section in the back right not everyone's welcome in there with but, the little long things hanging yeah. down it makes a huge noise when you walk it back like just black curtain yeah but you, knew, <laughs> but you knew you were getting into right so once you crossed that barrier you knew what you were getting into but no one had to actually go back there you know people were wondering what's back there so like you said having a tab on the website for like maybe the adult only section or something like that so you're not discriminating against anyone but at the same time you're not exposing you know you know Susie q and her her kids who are looking there to get something you know a hat or a scarf or something like that and all of a sudden they come across uh weed weed avenue hats right nature so yeah i mean it makes sense i guess you just gotta you gotta be careful because you know how things are these days right god forbid you have something that's stupid on there right or something that like you know that's no i mean i said stupid's a bad word but maybe that doesn't cater to you know the majority of the audience and something oh i know exactly what you mean and they get all these because because you you know most people don't leave a majority of people don't leave good reviews if they had a good experience but majority of people leave bad reviews if they had a bad experience that's very true all day funny story Funny, oh, I'm sorry, not cut you off. Oh, go, 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 yeah. um, so I do these events and, you know, we give away like tote bags, right? We give away these bags that say hot moms go to all things you trade. This is just to your comment about reviews. And so everyone's having a great time. We're giving out these bags. It's Mother's Day. And I get a call from a lady who says, I just left your event because I didn't get one of those bags. And I'm going to go to your website and I'm going to post a review. And this bag, I'm sure that those people that you gave those bags to are to are not moms. And I'm thinking, I can't say, are you a mom? Are you a mom? Are you a mom? Like, you know, I just yeah, can't do that. Yeah, so people will leave reviews about anything. I mean, I got a review about the line being long. Like the line was long and it was just too many people. And this was like before a pandemic. And I'm like, I pray for long lines. I want yeah. a lot of people. Like, that's <laughs> what it's about. So, yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? You know what I mean? It's, it's life. It's like you go to a restaurant, you go to a store, it's stuff like that. You know, it's, it's I, I, you take it with a grain of salt because you figure at least, you know, you, you, if you have one bad review over a thousand served, you know that realistically you're 99% there in reality. And like, I think, yeah. I think more people nowadays, I think when reviews first started becoming big, like 10, 15 years ago online, where you could just bitch about anything and, you know, make up a crazy stuff and whatever, cause you didn't have your way. I think people took that more, you know, like, you know, Oh wow, I'm not going to go that place. But I think now that we're all been exposed to the, the I hate to say Karen's, of the world who wants I was just thinking that too. <laughs> I think we all can say like when we read a review now, we're gonna be like, ah, maybe, uh, maybe a little bit yeah. of doubt. And I think it's getting more like that because we all know how many times like if you had a bad, a good experience, and you didn't leave a review, and you'd be like, ah, I probably should have. You know, it was a great experience, mm-hmm. all this stuff. But you had a bad experience, and like for me, it takes a really, really, really bad experience to leave a bad review. And even if it's a bad review, it's more of a critique than anything else than, than FU and the, the thing. But like, even people who have bad experiences won't necessarily leave a review, but like people who don't get their way will leave a <laughs> bad review. And it's just basically, it's kind of childish when you think about it. It's like, ah, I didn't get my way. So I'm going to bitch and complain and try to get them. I mean, we've been, when we were on radio stations before people want to kick us off we, i've had people email the radio stations we were on to try to kick us off because we made some comment about something or we we, we had this contest where we're, we're trying to get like these like local girls to like send in pitches to pose for their favorite sports teams and we we're mm-hmm. gonna have a contest and someone was like that's sexist and they want to kick I us off one guy walk out i'm sure i'm sure they're like oh my yeah oh my god like they just want pictures of like women and you probably got like thousands of chicks in them and me and like hey because they're ready right like if they don't have a problem with it why should someone care just tell them to send a picture in and like maybe you'll post them maybe they'll feel better we we try we try you know i'm very cordial of everyone everyone's invited we don't discriminate where it's a it's a uh we call it equal opportunity employee here at the uh, id 84 show so we've never <laughs> we've never turned down a guest but like adam said there has been guests that have left the show yes that have walked out of the studio <laughs> 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 so, it is, it is. 
or well, just walked out, huh? What did you guys do? You got uh, people well, walking out of there. I was playing. I, I, I we're playing a game um, called. Uh, it was. I think it was like points to pawn. It was more of like a would you rather game, oh. right? And you know, it gets a little, a little dicey, a little tense. There are some questions, and it was like a would you rather question. He's like, and it was just like, I'm gonna go wait in my car. And he yeah. just walked out of the studio. It was, it was the musical guest that yeah. day. He was like, I don't. I'm gonna go wait. You could have just said you didn't want to answer. It would've been fine. But he was like, I, I'm gonna. We made him very uncomfortable because very we, uncomfortable. we've had tendencies in the show where things got a little extreme. So I mean, we don't. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. I'm watching you guys. I can see this. I can <laughs> see it. <laughs> it's pure trouble. You know, it's it's not fun if it's not trouble, right? But well, uh, you know, it's definitely uh, good to tune in. I mean, like, because people are just chilling right now. A lot of them. I mean, oh, yeah. we're we're back shut down a little bit again. We shut down more places again today, and we'll probably be shut down again probably we're, by the first of December. Here in Massachusetts, we're in a nine thirty curfew. We all all businesses have to close by nine thirty because the coronavirus doesn't affect anyone after 9 30 but just in case you're out there you may get hit with it at two o'clock in the morning just walking down the street by yourself or a ticket for, or not wearing your mask which is now a statewide uh uh rule I, i'm not going to call it a law because they really can't enforce the law they can get you a ticket but i don't think you actually have to pay the ticket i think it's more of a a you know they're just trying to what's the word like a peacock they're peacocking yeah i don't get it it doesn't make any sense so but you know every state's different and uh michigan is uh very much like the rest of the northeast under scrutiny i guess you could say yes about the mask yes yeah about everything but you know what i know people who have died personally from this whole thing Mm -hmm. there's a few small business owners too that -hmm. have passed away and i feel like when they actually passed away and this was early on in like april I feel like that's when it kind of hit me like, okay, like this is like people are dying. Like, yeah. you know, and it's like, I mean, no one person can stop all the people from dying, but this is the thing. This is when we go back to saying like, nobody is going to be satisfied. Nobody is going to okay. be super happy. So it's like, if I let a bunch of people die and say no mask or like mm-hmm. whatever, and then there's people down, there's other people saying, well, why didn't you say mask is this? Then it's like, we have to wear a mask and this is shut down. Yeah. You got to do this. And everybody's like, why are you doing that? everybody's everybody's pissed off nobody there's no right answer in the situation the thing is that we have to prevent people from dying people are dying you know what it is and you throw all the other bs and everything in the game and it's like let's think about what's happening here our whole world in our lifetime did you really think that like we the world would stop right we would just yeah. like couldn't do anything and like sit on our couch and like watch like fucking tv like, i don't want to do that like crazy. i don't want to do that yeah it's crazy so it's like there's no right answer in that situation. I'm a person who wears my mask when I'm out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's just how I feel about it. You know, there's other people who don't feel like it's as serious. But you know what? As soon as they get sick, you know what? People will start praying to God, saying, oh, my God. So it's like everybody has to do what works for them. I agree with you. And I think it's, uh, like you said, I think it's important to, uh, they should focus their attention on the sick people and making sure if you get sick from it. Because a lot of people will get, will get it and not get sick and they'll be fine and they'll be able to get through it. But the sick people need a, some special attention. And I agree with you. We're, we're the same way. We'll, we'll wear it. When, if the place says wear it when you go in, we'll put it in when we're not fighting, you know, mm-hmm. authority to go into the place. You know, it's, uh, you know, if it, if it, because at the end of the day, we're all in this together, I guess you could say, as cliche as that sounds. But as humans, I think we only can be locked up for so long before we start going a little cuckoo. And I think we're hitting that point right now where people are starting to lose their minds. And especially now that we're getting into that natural depress- depression part of the, the year. Holidays. Right. Yeah. And, you know, the holidays and the cold weather and the snow. It brings in people who have mental illness. This has actually hurt some very, very, you know, hard. Uh, so it's you know you need to you gotta find some happy meal but uh i don't know if you've seen some of the reports it looks like two pharmaceuticals have had uh vaccines ready to almost roll in a couple of weeks so which is promising news i guess you could say uh i don't know if i'm going to be the first one to wait in line to take that vaccine and i think a lot of people agree with me they don't want to be the guy who five years from now starts growing a limb because of a vaccine that was just pushed through but I mean, I'm not a test dummy, so I'm just not, you know, yeah, it's like I said, this whole thing is like, and I get it, like, just being like, trapped, like, you know, like when we, there's nothing to do, like you go to the grocery store, like there's a line, like all these things in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, wow, like, are we really serious? I think what scares people, though, is like, they're not able to make a living. There's so many people like off work. 
Absolutely. And they're not able to make money and they're closing down their business and they're worried about how they're going to feed their families. And I think that's when people feel like they should be out, they should be able to do things because they want to feed their families. But then at the same time, it's like, if you get sick, you can't feed your family either. So it's like, like I said, it's that thing of like, what's right, what's wrong, like what's what, you know, we're just living in like this day of like, uh, and I'm just like, it's crazy. It really is crazy. But people want to get out. Like yeah. if, you, if you're telling someone like, don't go see your mom for Thanksgiving or don't go to your cousin's house. It's like, well, damn, like I can't go to my, my family's house. Like I can't do anything. And the liquor stores close. What do you do? They closed, <laughs> they closed your liquor stores? I mean, the liquor stores were staying open um, like during the pandemic, but like yeah. some of them were kind of like pretty much closed. But I mean, uh-huh. I would use like Meyer shipped and they deliver Hennessy all day. So I was going to say, yeah, we, we've been, we've, <laughs> that's one thing in Massachusetts, if you know, if the Irish community here, we are very big drinkers. And uh, if you would shut the liquor stores down in the greater Boston area, there might've been a riot worse than anything the <laughs> world has ever seen. So they were very smart keeping up. So yeah, we get a lot of delivery. So if you, if you do delivery, you can, they can deliver after a certain time, which is, which is key because I think I've, I, when, when this first happened, I got a, I got 10 cases of wine delivered uh, to my office to bring home that lasted me about six, seven months because uh, you just never know. And the last thing you want to be is like sitting there and it's like, yeah, you can really go for a drink right now because this is pretty damn stressful. And every, yeah, because what else do you do? Like, I mean, I feel like a lot of people started drinking in the morning because like, it's like, I'm drink here all day. Yeah. I'm in my house. Like, what? Watch <laughs> it drinking and watching Netflix. Take a spring break but you know, every day. I probably would have never taken a break though if it, if I didn't have the pandemic. I probably would have just been going, 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 going. Well, for you, so. it's been great. It helps pull a business. You were glad capitalized on right. No, but so. yeah, it, it, it did give me another like view on like how to restructure my business. That is for sure. And like when we get I'm telling businesses now, like don't wait till we get shut down to try to bring us product. Like yeah. come and bring us product now so that we can try and like get it going for you well the good thing out of all of this is setting a precedence to how basically businesses will be starting to be run i think after all said and done because people are realizing that they're wasting a lot of money with motor businesses and they're wasting a lot of money with like big giant offices in downtown areas that you know if you, your employees can work from home or you can order stuff or you can mm-hmm. even have a small business and run it online rather than actually and having the ability like you're offering for people to actually go and physically pick up but some people like to actually go and get the stuff you know when it, after they buy it and some people can wait for it to be delivered so you kind of it's mixing the two up together to kind of boom but that's all that's how people are starting to adapt and I, I, i've been at a mall a couple times since all this since they reopened okay ghost towns inside big and die malls there businesses they're closing like crazy and mm-hmm. because everyone's doing everything online so if you own like you know if you're like the gap right you can order mm-hmm. a pair of jeans on la- online so why are you you know you have to have a paying you know twenty thirty thousand dollars a month to have a store in a location times as many locations as you have you know so mm-hmm. yeah we're gonna see a lot of changes and i think if you're a guy who or a woman who invested in um, large-scale malls and shopping um, <laughs> complexes in the last year, you're probably going to be taking a loss. In three years, you know? But if you're someone like yourself who's invested in e-commerce and the ability to connect people through the interwebs, then you could probably all do going to do all right. So yeah, and and the good thing about the uh, marketplace too is it's also a social network, right? So. We're actually updating our members page where it'll kind of be, well, right now it's, it's a certain look to it that is a social network where you can add customers as friends and businesses as friends, but it'll look a little bit more updated. Actually, tomorrow morning, we added some updates where it's like a social networking tool, kind of like a Facebook where you can kind of connect with customers. You can connect with businesses. You can write on your wall. You can post pictures uh, and connect with, you know, other business to business. You know what I mean? If someone's selling something or whatever. So, it's an online community. Nice. Well, Jennifer, thank you for joining us tonight. How, and your website is askjennifer.com, correct? Yes. My website is askjennifer.com and that the marketplace is called allthingsmarketplace.com. All but you can, get, yeah. you can get through there through uh, askjennifer.com. Thank you guys for, for having me. I enjoyed it. Great talking great. I talk a lot, so I'm sorry. No, it's great. Oh, it's, you know, <laughs> It's nice to, to you know, because we usually talk a lot too. But it's nice when the guests can, you know, fill up the gap because you know we're just jabbing half the time anyway. So, but we appreciate you coming on. We're very interesting concept you have going on, and good luck with everything. And hopefully, uh, you continue moving forward. I thank you so much. You never know; I might have a, a space there in Boston where I'm helping Boston small business yeah. owners. Thanks. You know, I put it out there. 
There you go. Well, stay safe, and uh, right. we'll talk to you again soon. Let us know an update on how things go. So. All right. Thank you so much. Right. Talk to you guys soon. Have a good All night. Right. Bye. All right, All right sir. Joining us from Detroit. And it doesn't seem like Michigan's much different than the fine state of Massachusetts. So uh, there you go. It looks like we're all fucked uh, coast to coast, unless you live in Florida. So for our Florida listeners and viewers, uh, we wish we were there. So, But uh, that's the show. It seems like... Uh, Cruised along today, for sure. It's good. Another, another week in the buckets. Yes, sir. Uh, anything you plug in or you want to... No, you check out the Whirlwind Potato on YouTube, and um, that's about it. You've uh, you've you've had, you've had a milestone in the, the world when potato last week. You know, big uh, views. Yeah, it uh, still just doesn't die. <laughs> you there you go. You know, you know, Sean Connery dies. And, and Adam <laughs> Pro- prospects. <laughs> it's not profit though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> Excellent. And of course, you can get me on uh, wizardy dot com. with a Y. Uh, We'll see you guys uh, next week. Is is next week the Thanksgiving a week from tomorrow? Uh, I'm going to the calendar. Yes, it is the 25th. Ah, so next week is the uh, Thanksgiving Eve show, which uh, I plan on getting wrecked. So we're going to have a – It should be interesting. Like a half day at work. I'll probably be drinking when I get home, and uh, well, we, uh, things going to get warm. See where it goes. <laughs> we should go to – oh, fuck. All right. we, we did a couple years ago. We went to Kowloon's. Remember when we did the Wednesday? Yep. I do. Can't go to great. By the time we're done with the show, Collins is closed. We'll, we got, we'll do something. We got to figure it out. We'll figure it out. Ooh, maybe you'll join us in the studio. How's that? Oh, maybe we'll have an intimate environment. Ooh, sexy. All right, All right. Well, thanks for watching, guys, out there on Facebook and Instagram land. Remember, you can download this on YouTube. Just look at the Packy on YouTube, Facebook, anywhere. And then you can listen to the downloaded uh, podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Intuned, and all your other places, Podbean, you know, yada, yada, yada. So I'll uh, we'll see you guys next week and uh, have, a, have a week. Toodaloo, motherfuckers. Bye.